Hello, it's Caroline. The episode you're about to listen to was recorded a very long time ago, back when I still had a Patreon, back when I ran lots of different workshops and programs that don't exist anymore, and back before the Fuck a Diet book. So I may be referring to any of these obsolete offerings while you listen to these episodes, and though the Patreon and the other programs don't exist anymore, you can still find helpful resources by going to thefuckadiet.com slash more. You can also download the beginning of the book if you haven't read it yet for free from my site, thefuckadiet.com or thefuckadiet.com slash free. Lastly, this podcast is pretty messy. The podcast is casual and messy in a way that some people really enjoy. Some people come around to enjoying after they decide that they don't hate me. And some people just always hate the style of my podcast. So if you're irked by some of the messiness and just want slightly more structured and streamlined episodes, you can listen to the more recent episodes. I've done a little work on structuring a little better, but it's still pretty messy. Okay. I hope you enjoy the episode. Hello. All right, welcome to the Fuck It Diet Radio. My name is Caroline Dooner, and I have realized that my first episode was a little bit of an insider episode. I didn't really go into any of the basic tenets of the Fuck It Diet. I was kind of assuming that I was creating it for people who already knew everything about it, um, which is not necessarily the best way to go. So what I would like to do is I would like to make this sort of a intro to the fuck a diet for people who either don't know much about it or who do and would love the refresher. So let me just start by saying that the fuck a diet is an anti-diet. It is for people who have been obsessed with food and weight and fixated on how the world sees them and feels like they're obsessed with food and they can't stop eating and they want to stop eating and their whole life is seen through food. So this was me, which is why I started the Fuck It Diet to begin with. The website is about four four years old. And I started it when I had what I like to call an epiphany, that I had been so miserable and obsessed with food and weight and eating and had been on every single diet under the sun and just thought it was the most responsible thing I could do um, to try and control my weight and to try and control my food. And it really, I mean, I I went on everything. I did Every single permutation of diet you could possibly do, I did it. And with every diet, they really seem to promise that if you follow their plan perfectly, that you will be absolved of your food addiction. Say you crave all this food because you're not eating the right things and your body is craving, you know, these bad things. So if you just follow our diet perfectly, it will heal you and you won't crave anything anymore. Like this big, I feel like a lot of low carb diets say, okay, so you crave all of this bad sugar and all these bad carbs because your body is very unhealthy. So what you need to do is cut out sugar 
and then you will never crave it again. And I'm sorry to say that is the opposite of how it works. Cravings get way, 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 way worse when you're in a restrictive place, physically and mentally. It will make your entire body and mind crave food, and I will explain why. What happens when you restrict food is your body goes into a little crisis mode, and it believes that there is a shortage. And what would happen when there was a shortage in the past, when we didn't put ourselves on these unnatural shortages called diets, is that our body would immediately slow down. And it would also begin fixating on food because it was essential to our survival to completely focus on food when we were going to get it. Makes food look way better. And at the first chance, your body wants you to binge. That's what it's asking for. That's what it's wiring you for. And because our brains are totally... Our conscious brains, let's say, our conscious brains are on this diet. So they, we, our conscious brains know what's happening, but our bodies and our subconscious brains, our subconscious brain wants us to eat. And as soon as our guard goes down and we do binge, of course, what we do, modern dieters, us, we put ourselves on another diet. We feel guilty. We feel horrible about it. We feel like oh my God, I can't believe I did that. I'm so out of control. What's wrong with me? Why am I addicted to food? And we put ourselves on another diet, which just perpetuates the cycle. What would have happened if we just allowed ourselves, say we were in the the real famine and we allowed ourselves to eat that food, your body wants to put on weight if it's in a famine place. So if if your body believes that there isn't enough food, it's going to make you fixate on food, have you binge, eat a lot of food, which is what you would need to do if you were in a famine and you found food, and then put on weight just in case this famine doesn't end. So you have some reserves. That's why when you're dieting and you go off your diet, I put that in air quotes, but you can't see, you go off your diet, you put on weight quickly. You do. It's actually happening. And it's not because you are somebody who you know, puts on so much weight and your body just is spiraling out of control, it's because your body is purposely putting on weight biologically to save you from this famine you're putting yourself on. So, because if if we can think about it, there is no natural situation where we would be controlling the food we were eating. The closest thing to that is a famine. The closest thing to a diet biologically is a famine. And so the response that we're petrified of and we think that we're broken and we're food addicts and we can't do this right is actually exactly what's supposed to happen. And we perpetuate the cycle for years and decades. And we always assume that it's us, you know, it's our fault. We are the reason, you know, we are the reason that this diet isn't working. It's not the diet. And it's just terrible. So I want to discuss a little bit about restriction and what it can entail. There's physical restriction where you're genuinely, you're eating less than you need, which we need way more than we think we need. 
Um, diets have incredibly freakishly low numbers of calories that they think is acceptable. And even on diets where they're good with calories, but you really, really have to watch the kinds of foods you're eating. And a lot of diets are really afraid of carbs. Eating low carb is really, really, really hard on the body. There's a reason why our hormones get all messed up. There's a reason why we get addicted. You know, we feel like once we start eating carbs, we kind of, you know, we go off the rails. It's because your body is recognizing, hey, that's something that we really, really need. And there's been this famine and there haven't been any carbs and I really, really need it. We are what we need carbs. We need it. And when we don't eat carbs, your body is using glucose anyway. It's breaking other things down and making glucose. We, we really, really need it. So there are so many myths out there um, about food, unfortunately, that we've believed. But that's physical restriction. When we're really, really eating less than we need or eating, um, not eating enough carbs. That is physical restriction, where you're really not eating enough food or you're really controlling the kinds of foods that you're eating. But another thing that is just as important and just as detrimental as, um, as physical restriction is what we call mental restriction. And it is the guilt and the stress and the rules that comes along with diet mentality. So all thoughts like, I really shouldn't be eating this or, okay, I'm going to let myself eat what I need, but I really, really hope I don't need too many bad things or I'll let myself eat this brownie, but only half of this brownie. And if I eat the whole thing, then I'm clearly not really listening to my body because my body doesn't really need all of this. All of that, all of those thoughts, the thoughts that say, okay, I'll eat what I want. I'll listen to my body for a month. And then if it doesn't work, if I gain weight, I am totally going back to a diet. All of that is mental restriction. And it is standing in your way just as much as the physical restriction. That is the part that makes your your subconscious is still thinking, oh my God, is there going to be this like impending shortage? And that is why under mental restriction, you're still obsessed with food. You're still obsessed with eating things that you're not really allowed to eat. You're pseudo allowing yourself to eat it, but there are a lot of stipulations. And I want you to become aware of mental restriction because it really, really, really does make that difference. And it's hard. It's going to be really hard to, it's going to, well, let's just say it's going to be impossible to just snap your fingers and not have any mental restriction. That is the journey, essentially. That is the stuff that we're working on. Because to be perfectly honest, it's relatively easy to take physical restriction off. You say, hey, I'm going to eat way more. I'm going to let myself eat what I want. And it makes a big difference. You know, you can normalize your eating a a great deal in a month or two if you stop restricting. But it's the mental restriction that will keep you from really getting to where you want to go, which is like no stress, totally not overthinking what you're eating. And really just being able to intuitively live and intuitively eat in a way that doesn't take up any thought. The reason that I am 
not the biggest fan of the way intuitive eating is taught, if you've ever tried intuitive eating, is that it's taught um, with guidelines that people make into rules. And people feel like it's incredibly important to do it right and to spend all this time making sure that they don't eat too much and that they're eating exactly what their body needs. And that is just a diet in sheep's skin. I was going to say sheep's clothing. I'm not sure which one is right, to be honest with you. A diet in sheep's clothing. A diet in sheep's skin. Anyway, intuitive eating um, should not be stressful. It really should be intuitive. And yet, you know, from a diet mentality, people make intuitive eating into this other thing that's supposed to help them control their weight. Which brings me to my third tenant of the fuck it diet, which is weight. The reason we have believed that we need to control our food is because we believe that there is one correct weight for us to be and we are not it. And I know why we believe that. Believe me. Believe me, I know why we believe that. It's because of a million messages we get. It's because of how strong and suggestive the diet industry is. It's because this huge, it's like a cultural, you know, it's a cultural phenomenon, really, so much so that we're not even aware that it's learned, that the way we see ourselves and our weight and this obsession with dieting to control our weight and this fear of gaining weight is really disordered. And yet it's so normal that people don't even realize that it's happening. It just feels like real life. It feels like normal life. Um, it feels like the way things have to be, but it is not the way things have to be. And basically for a million annoying reasons, we believe that our weight will spiral out of control if we do not very strictly keep it in check. And that is not true. The truth is, is that your body wants to be within a relatively small, I would say 20 pounds approximately range. And it will do its damnedest to stay above and below the bottom and the top of that range. And you've probably noticed it. Um, there are exceptions to this rule, but I'm guessing that in all of your time yo-yoing, you have been in a relatively small range. Now, I know there are people who have not, who have been all over the place. And so I don't want you to feel like I'm alienating you, but there are, I would say the majority of people are yo-yoing within a 20 to 30 pound range and that is where you can guess your body wants to be. So if you allow yourself to eat all that you crave, which will be a lot, and you allow yourself to really neutralize food and realize that all those food rules are just getting in your way, then Eventually, when your body is not afraid of a fan anymore, you will stabilize at the right place for you. And it will probably be in that weight range where you've yo-yoed. 
And there isn't too much we can do about it because if you could, your diet would have worked and you would not be listening to this podcast. And that's just the way it is. Your, your body's biology is so much stronger than your willpower when it comes to food. It, we, we don't have willpower, really. We think we do with food. Our bodies are so much stronger than what we are able to consciously control. So my advice to you, I have a couple of different things when it comes to weight. One, surrender control because your body is going to do this better than you. It's going to feel scary. It's going to feel like um, everything is spiraling out of control and that the net has been pulled out from under you and you're free falling. But this is really the only way. You have no other option except to continue controlling things miserably like you've been trying to. Your body has got this. Your body knows how to do this. And though it's really, really freaky and really, really scary, and there are a million reasons why we're afraid of this, it's essential. So a big reason why we're afraid of it is because we believe that if we are not thin, that we have failed, that we won't be loved, we you know, don't deserve good things, that we're unattractive, that we're going to be unhealthy. And it's just not true. And I'm going to have to get into this in another episode about health at every size and how health and weight have been seen as one and the same thing. And it really, really, really isn't. But um, for now, I would like to tell you to start to change your or start to examine your beliefs about weight. All of these beliefs about weight um, have been perpetuated by an industry that makes a lot of money off of it. And a really, really powerful thing to do is to start looking up body positive activists who are happy and confident and vibrant and in a bigger body that we didn't believe before that we could be and be happy. It's incredibly empowering. Most of the people that I have followed and look up to and who have really, really liberated my own sense of, ah, you know, self in a body have been people who are way bigger than me and truly beautiful and confident and smart and funny and just seeing that this belief that we have that we cannot be happy or successful or important unless we are fill in the blank in this case it's often thin is just untrue and we've learned it and we've believed it and it's totally taken over our lives and it's led us here it's led us down a dieting path that has been totally miserable it's messed up our bodies it's we've wasted years on it and really all along we could have just been happy man so this is my intro to the fuck it diet. Basically, for anyone who doesn't really know what it is or doesn't know what it entails or who wants to hear an overview, this, I'm hoping, will be a nice foundation. And as, as I continue these episodes, I'm going to go in many different directions. And I hope you'll send in your specific questions that I can answer. I'm going to interview people. Um... I'm going to do other fun things too. I mean, this one's been kind of serious, but um, I love fun. (laughs) 
I love fun. I'm a very fun person. I love doing things that are fun and not serious. Um, no, I mean, I'm a musician and a comedian, you know, so this is going to take many different forms. I think, I think this will, you know, the, the core of this show will be show. Is this a show? A radio show. Yeah. The core of this show is going to be the fuck it diet and body positivity and health at every size and answering, oh, answering your questions about that and really, you know, fleshing out different parts of the journey and parts of the, the movement. But I also, I'm going to try to make this fun for me and for you. And so who really knows what's going to happen? And I just, um, I hope that this can be helpful and educational, but also super fun. So let me, okay, let me go over what I talked about. I talked about A, restriction, why we are addicted to food, why we feel addicted to food, why we gain weight at the drop of a hat. It's because we're restricting. It's because our body is being suppressed and wiring us to fixate on food, to overeat, and to put on weight. That is happening because of restriction. And the only way is to step out of the cycle. I talked about mental restriction, which is not just physical restriction, but the guilt and the overthinking and the impending diet that we're going to put ourselves on if this intuitive eating thing doesn't work out. That is going to keep you in a binging place as well. So being super aware of your mental restriction is going to be essential as you go forward and being really, really, really compassionate with yourself when it does come up because there's no way to just completely kick it to the curb. Your brain is going to do what it's going to do. It's going to come up. The third thing is reframing beauty and weight and really allowing yourself to see that food wait, no, not that. (laughs) Allowing yourself to, well, yeah, okay. Allowing yourself to see that your relationship to food is being controlled by your relationship to your weight and your beliefs about weight and what it means about you and other people. So I really ask you to um, become aware and honest with yourself of all of the beliefs that you have about weight that are not true. And most of them are not true, I would say, because you know what? Nothing is true. Everything is just a freaking illusion. Um, no, but really most of your beliefs about weight are totally screwing with you and they are so societally ingrained, but we need to step out of this paradigm. And if you can look up body positive activists who are confident and smart and beautiful, you know, attractive, beautiful, truly because, well, first of all, because beauty is learned, but also because confidence is like it, you know, confidence is what we're really looking for. Confidence is what people are attracted to. So look up those people, let them inspire you and, um, and stop restricting your food and start choosing to love yourself, even if it feels really hard right now. Okay. What I want to say is that I am on iTunes and if you look up the fuck it diet radio with a little asterisk in the fuck, (laughs) sounds so weird. I put it there because I really hope that they would, um, that they would approve me more, more readily with the asterisk. God, asterisk. Um, so if you would, if you want to help spread 
the fuck a diet's message to people who need to hear it, please, please, please go to iTunes, go to the fuck a diet radio and rate and review this podcast. Because if I can get a lot of rates and reviews, especially early on, it will bump me up and make me come up in other people's feeds and I can be in the new and noteworthy section that they promote. And it will be so good for this movement and for all the people who are in dieting hell who really, really need to learn about the fuck it diet. I don't know why I said about like that. I don't know. I think I was going to do a Scottish accent or something, but I just stopped myself because it made no sense. Um, yes, please, please rate and review the fuck it diet on iTunes. You have to do it from a desktop computer. You can't do it from your phone. I don't know why. Please do it. It will help so much. It'll be just like a little, it'll be you helping this movement so, so much. So please rate and review on iTunes. And also, if you like this podcast and you want to help me make it more consistently and better, um, I will be able to produce this way more often if I can get more monetary support through Patreon. Patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Caroline Duner, which is my name, C-A-R-O-L-I-N-E-D-O-O-N-E-R. And even just $1 a month will be so, so helpful. If you appreciate this podcast, I will appreciate that so much. And if you're a patron, you get access to my weird honesty feed that I have where I write these posts where, that I wouldn't write for the public because honesty is a tricky thing. Um, and also, I mean, I'm honest, but like I'm censored still because like that's the way we operate and I'm I guess I'm playing around with non-censorship at all so if you're a patron you get access to that and you also get access to um secret patron only episodes which I have not made yet but I will make them I don't know what they will be but they will be awesome and that's if you get five dollars a month or more so anyway I'm really 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 excited to be doing this I love doing this this is like right up my alley. I can't believe I've waited so long to do it. But um, I look forward to doing more. I want to get your questions, so send them in through my site. I can't wait to keep making fun and helpful episodes. All right, guys. Bye-bye. This is where there will be exit music once I have a whole tech team. Boo-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Happy Valentine's Day, guys. Come with me, my love, to the sea, the sea of love. I tell you how much I love you.
absurd sounding. Hmm. This is what it sounds like on the guitar. Okay, we'll see. Let's see. I don't think I know any of these, actually. I do, I do, I do, I do, I do. This is what it is. Hmm. See? 